Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fools will not be suffered. But I'm different with help. When you two snowflakes are taking the and melting like... But they might get a shot at redemption. It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. Hey! I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, October 16th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Are you ready for it? Taylor Swift, no shock, topped the weekend box office with her Eras Tour concert film, which bypassed the studio system and was distributed by AMC Theaters, which in turn made the movie available to other theater chains. Now, AMC is not reporting weekend estimates the same way Hollywood studios do, and they will declare official numbers later today. But reports have the movie earning around $96 million. Some projections had it earning as much as $125 million, given that global ticket pre-sales had exceeded $100 million. Still, at $96 million, that makes the Eras Tour film, after just one weekend, the highest-grossing concert film in history. In number two, and nowhere close to the power of Taylor Swift, was The Exorcist Believer. That movie was originally slated to open this weekend, but it moved up a week once Swift announced her release date. So while The Exorcist did well last weekend at number one, this time around it earned $11 million. In third was Paul Patrol, The Mighty Movie with $7 million. Saul 10 made $5.7 million in fourth place, and rounding out the top five is The Creator with $4.3 million. Michelle Williams has been tapped to narrate Britney Spears' upcoming memoir. Following her turn in Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, the Academy Award-nominated star will narrate the audio version of Spears' The Woman in Me, set to hit bookshelves on October 24th. While the pop star will record the audiobook's introduction, Williams will lend her voice to the rest of the memoir. And that memoir comes nearly two years after a judge terminated Spears' conservatorship following a 13-year arrangement that saw her estranged father Father Jamie Spears overseeing her person and estate. Michael Caine is stepping away from the spotlight. The 90-year-old two-time Oscar winner confirmed in an interview with BBC Radio 4's Today Show on Saturday that he is officially retiring from acting. He said, quote, I keep saying I'm going to retire. Well, I am now. Kane explained that he feels ready to bid farewell to Hollywood following the success of his new critically acclaimed World War II drama, The Great Escaper. Over the course of his nearly 70-year acting career, Kane has starred in more than 130 different films and won two Oscars, three Golden Globes, one SAG Award, and one BAFTA Award for his performances in The Cider House Rules, Educating Rita, Hannah and Her Sisters, and more. His other notable works include The Dark Knight Trilogy, Dunkirk, Sleuth, California Suite, Inception, Get Carter, The Italian Job, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Interstellar, Kingsman, The Secret Service, and Tenet. 
Piper Laurie, the actress best known for her roles in Carrie, Twin Peaks, and The Hustler, has died. She was 91. She made her big-screen debut in 1950 in the Ronald Reagan-fronted comedy Louisa. Laurie continued to find on-screen success over the next five years, starring alongside fellow Hollywood greats like Rock Hudson in 1952's Has Anybody Seen My Gal? Tyrone Power in 1953's The Mississippi Gambler, and Tony Curtis in 1954's Johnny Dark. She played the girlfriend of Paul Newman's Pool Shark in the Academy Award-winning 1961 drama The Hustler, which earned Laurie her first Oscar nomination. She would not appear in another film until 1976, when she transformed into Margaret White, the domineering religious fanatic mother of young Carrie in the horror film Carrie, based on the novel by Stephen King. Her terrifying performance in the Brian De Palma classic not only secured Laurie a place in the annals of horror history, but also her second Oscar nomination. Laurie would appear on the silver screen and on television over the next decade, receiving her third and final Oscar nomination for her role in the 1986 drama Children of a Lesser God. She won an Emmy Award that same year for her performance in the television film Promise. In addition to starring in Carrie, Laurie is also beloved for her performance as Catherine Martell in Mark Frost and David Lynch's cult classic television series Twin Peaks, for which she won a Golden Globe in 1991. She continued to star in spotlight roles on popular television series throughout the years, including Frasier, Will and Grace, ER, Touched by an Angel, and MacGyver. She made her final on-screen appearance as a grandmother in the Matthew McConaughey-led film White Boy Rick in 2018. And Suzanne Summers, actress, author, singer, and businesswoman, best known for her roles in Three's Company and Step by Step, died at her home Sunday morning, the day before her 77th birthday. Summers began acting in the late 60s and early 70s. Her big break would come in 1977 when she landed the role of Chrissy Snow on the ABC sitcom Three's Company. With her career taking off, Summers appeared on a number of talk shows and became known as an international sex symbol. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, in 1980, Summers asked ABC for a raise that would take her salary from $30,000 to $150,000 per episode, which would match what her co-star John Ritter was making. After a battle in which Summers missed a couple episodes of the show, ABC terminated her contract. After Three's Company, Summers appeared in Playboy and became the spokesperson for The Thighmaster. She wouldn't make a major return to TV until 1991, when she landed a role on Step by Step, part of ABC's TGIF lineup. After Step by Step ended in 1998, Summers would go on to co-host and host various talk shows. Over the years, she also authored a number of books, including two autobiographies and many more on health and beauty. She also wrote about her experience with breast cancer. She was diagnosed in 2000 and became known for her unconventional treatment choices. In 2015, Summers appeared on the 20th season of Dancing with the Stars. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. It's last call for four chair turns on our number three pick today. It is the final night of blind auditions on The Voice. And across the first six nights, 17 singers have earned a four chair turn. And we know there will be at least one more tonight. In an early tease, we see Dylan Carter manage to spin all four coaches around. But it remains to be seen who he'll pick. Here's a preview of his chair turning performance. 
Hi, Dylan. Hello. <laughs> it feels like the emotion of the song is really real to you. When I saw y'all turn around, I saw my mom. Oh. She passed back in October, and she wanted me to sing it at her funeral. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. So I did it. I tried, but I couldn't oh. make it through it. I can't so believe that. This was the best second chance. I just oh. made her so proud. Wow. <laughs> well, now I'm crying. Me so. too. <laughs> Cry. Literally this was, this was her dream before it was mine. <laughs> well, that's very moving. We're all very grateful that we get to do this show and we get to meet people like you and we get to give you this opportunity to perform this song in tribute to your mother. And we all felt it too. And I know your mother's proud of you, okay? Thank you. Now, Reba has just one spot left on her team. Niall Horan has three to add, and Gwen Stefani and John Legend have two openings each to fill on this final night of blind auditions. You can find out where Dylan and the other voice hopefuls land tonight at 8 on NBC. It's trivia time. In the history of The Voice, there have been 20 coaches. Only 10 of them have managed to eke out a win. Blake Shelton leads the pack with nine wins. But who was the first coach to win a season of The Voice? Was it Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, or Christina Aguilera? Stick around for the answer. It might be October, but even Freddy Krueger won't enter this nightmare. Our number two pick is Kitchen Nightmares. Gordon Ramsay is still trekking across the U.S., digging up horrific kitchens and attempting to put them back on the right track. Tonight, he encounters a restaurant whose owner's sons are more concerned about their social media accounts than keeping the restaurant afloat. Here is how they introduce themselves. All right, you ready? I'm Vito, I'm Vincent, and we're in a dog. What do you do for Davibo? Nothing. Absolutely. We do we nothing, do nothing for, for Davibo. Instead of being here, I do social media. We're in there like swimwear. The rest of my day, you just watch movies, relax. Yeah, you know? And that's why I have no time to come here. You know what I mean? How about you guys help me out? What am I going to help you with? With what? Anything. Make pizza? I don't even know how to make pizza. Sleep over oven. <laughs> you know what? I can't stand the two of you. Of course, Gordon isn't going to put up with donuts like them either. Here is a teaser of Gordon confronting the brothers about their lackluster work ethic. All this restaurant needs is 5% of your followers, and this place is full for the next six months. Yes. But what you can't, coming here, do is go around. Yeah. And that's what we do. Show me the watch. Yeah, take it off. How much was that? Uh, 35000 35000 Oh. Yeah, we don't even take that in sales here a month, you know that? Yeah, no, no, I, know I don't know what they make over here more money. No, no, we definitely don't. I don't know the financials over here, I just might get more. Well, let me, uh, let me give you a little secret, yeah. an important secret. Yeah, let's go. Your mom and dad are backed up to the tune of half a million dollars in debt. Oh, man. Yeah, let that sink in for two seconds. Okay. I know I'm not but I'm f***ed up on the hell when you two snowflakes are taking the and melting like on this bar. And whilst I'm here to help, I need everyone pull all the And if you don't pull all the get the f*** out of here.
All right, he means business. So can Gordon turn things around and teach these social media-obsessed kids how to run a restaurant? All will be revealed on tonight's episode of Kitchen Nightmares at 8 on Fox. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. It isn't always obvious we'd be friends till the end. This week in entertainment history saw the return of Chucky, or rather, the bride of Chucky. The movie, which pairs Chucky with a female counterpart, was released on October 16, 1998. Now, at that time, it wasn't clear Chucky would ever return to the big screen. The first three movies came out rapidly, appearing between 1988 and 1991. The doll, though, was put in the closet until Bride of Chucky was released in 1998. And since then, there's been plenty of Charles Lee Ray. We've seen the release of five films, including a reboot and a Peacock series starring the not-so-lovable doll, which just started its third season. Welcome back from Limbro, everybody. It's time to return to F-Boy Island, which has a new home at the CW for season three after spending two seasons on Max. Nikki Glazer is returning as host, but she's not the only familiar face this season. Former Bachelorette Katie Thurston is one of the three women who will attempt to suss out the self-proclaimed F-Boys from the nice guys. Here's a clip from the season premiere, which sets up all of the action. Women have been forced to tolerate the manipulative douchebaggery of F-Boys for far too long. That's why we're here. Welcome to F-Boy Island. These three ladies are looking to find love in this tropical paradise. I know it sounds crazy, but I do hope to find love on F-Boy Island. Dating is so hard, but I do think it's possible to find love on F-Boy Island. In all my years of dating, I have just chosen F-Boys this entire time. <laughs> there are 21 men, half of them nice guys, the other half self-proclaimed F-Boys. Oh, boys! It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. Hey! I don't even know who is who. Rubbing the hands is like an F-Boy <laughs> move. I get it. Hey! Right here, right now. What? The twist. There's money on the line. Is this a good time for a kid? That's your line? So, how much money, you ask? $100,000. How do they win it? Well, if any of the women pick an F-boy in the end, he controls the money and could leave with it all to himself. Gotta say, I am looking forward to meeting the men and women of F-Boy Island from the safety of my couch. F-Boy Island Season 3 premieres tonight at 8 with two episodes on The CW, and it will be available to stream the next day.
And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which coach won the first season of The Voice? Was it Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, or Christina Aguilera? Well, while Shelton does have nine wins to his name, it was Maroon 5's Adam Levine who won the show's very first season. That inaugural year featured Shelton, Levine, Christina Aguilera, and CeeLo Green as coaches. Of those original mentors, only CeeLo has never won a season. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Ashley Boucher, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher and Alman Johannes, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to watch.